this is asinine radio no longer have an episode but if we did have an episode this would be episode 100 i think 69 but we don't have episode numbers anymore nice uh instead this is our episode uh week whatever of the year uh this week we're going to be talking about our fear we're going to be getting into our fearless beer review i'm just already fumbling and stumbling through this yeah we have our fearless beer review, then we're going to get into our songs of the week, and we're going to round out this little thing with some new music and other goings on in the music world. But if you want to skip around, there are timestamps in the description below. Also, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. I- uh, iTunes. Follow iTunes. us on social media at Asinine Radio, or send us an email, asinineradio at gmail.com. Now, Jeff, let's just get right into our fearless beer review. What do we have? Oh. You know what we have, so don't uh-huh. act surprised. Well, I mean, do you want me to like introduce it or do you yeah, want to Yeah, go for it. it. No, you I just did the whole intro, baby. All right. So going in again in line with our BJ's theme here, we uh we decided to get crazy and we pull it up my lunchbox. Go with their stout, their Tatanka stout. We both uh, went to BJ's today, so it's fresh, oh, fresh from the tap. It's I so got myself annoying. a Crowler for eight bucks, but Tyler, since he hates stouts, actually bought a Growler, sixty-four ounces of this. That was a good decision there. I'm the smart one of the pod. Yeah, clearly. But um, but yeah, this is their stout. This is eight and a half percent. I should have looked this up beforehand. So the IBU is fifty. Uh, also. According to the BJ's website, this is an imperial stout, a classic style so rich and flavorful that it was once the private beverage of Russian czars. The profile is malty sweet, hot bitter roasted, full-bodied, alcoholic, and deliciously complex. Beer doesn't get much more intense than this. So I'm fucking stoked for this. I did win an award. The most recent one was in 2009, the North American Beer Awards. They got the bronze medal in the American as an bronze? American stout. Yeah, bronze. That's like the s- second loser. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's embarrassing. But uh yeah, so they do pour this uh it's poured with nitrogen. So I didn't know that this was going to take me fucking forever when I went there. Because they have to slow pour the goddamn thing. I was there for like 30 minutes while they poured this goddamn growler. Oh, it was so annoying. And I was just so irritated. For it. And then, uh, I don't know. It's just it's a lot of beer. A lot of beer that I don't like. Well, you don't even know if you don't like it, though. You haven't well, tried it yet. I haven't. Well, the last time I had the style was probably like 13 years ago, 12 or 13 years ago. Dang. I don't yeah, remember the last like, time I had it. Because I remember one time I, I got a taster of all the beers at BJ's. Way, way back when, years ago. Mm, in Brea? Yeah, in Brea. Oh. But, uh, yeah, we might as well just open this up. Is that what we should be doing right now? We'll, we'll open it up, taste it, and then we'll give the pairings. And then we'll talk about what we would like to eat while we're drinking this beer. Okay. So, sound good to you? Yeah, that's, that's a biggie. Mine has plastic around it. What the fuck? I'm trying to, like... This is a fucking. This is like a strong tab. Like, it hurts my thumb. They put plastic around the oh. lid of my growler. Oh, it's already making me mad. Oh, dude, it doesn't smell that great, actually. To be honest, it's kind of smell kind of like burps. Uh, you like burps though. Mm. Mm. Plastic off. Got to twist my cap off. God damn it! Why is this thing so hard to open? 
<laughs> okay. Okay, I got mine opened. It does kind of smell like bird. It smells like like um like a walk-in walk-in refrigerator at like a restaurant. Yeah. Just like it smells like stale beer. Yeah, right? yeah. Just like shit that's been on the floor for far too long and no one's cleaned it up. <laughs> I got a nice clean glass to pour this in. I'm not gonna drink it out of the can like a monster. Oh, so dark. It looks like coffee. Ugh. Dude, I'm gonna pour this. It's gonna spill everywhere. Ugh. Oh boy! God here we dang go. it! What? I made it all the way to the end and then it spilled on me. Oh, that's dark. Yeah, it's really dark. Can't even see through it. Putting it up to a light, can't even see through it. Oh, it right I can now. see through it a little bit. I can see through it a little bit. I can see a little bit. Oh, we try this. Let's do it. Come on. Come okay. On. Kids for daddies. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, mine has like zero carbonation. Yeah, same here. Mine has no carbonation. Is it not supposed to because it's nitrogen? Uh, well, I think the nitrogen, like the bubbles themselves are smaller than the regular like carbon dioxide bubbles. So it feels creamier. But I think you're, I think you should probably still taste some carbonation. Like this is straight up like nothing. Yeah, mine's so really flat too. Maybe that's distinctive to the Imperial Stout. I don't know. Again, we probably could have done more research on this, but we did not. <laughs> so, um, oh, mine's really coffee flavored though. Yeah, the taste Ugh. is good. I just, I, I need like some, some little bite there. Yeah, there's no carbonation. That's weird. It's like I'm drinking cold coffee. Yeah, like a cold brew, or like a um. <laughs> actually, this this is very similar to like a nitro pour coffee. Oh, God damn, that's nasty. You don't like it at all? No, I don't like coffee. Well, this is not coffee. It's beer. I know, you but like it tastes beer. like coffee. It doesn't taste like beer. Oh, it's beer. Just pretend it's beer. No. <laughs> 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 so it says that uh, you should try the BJ's Tatanka Stout with our hickory brisket and bacon burger which comes with strong flavors like sweet and tangy barbecue sauce, smoked brisket, and applewood smoked bacon. BJ's Tatanka Stout is also great with all kinds of chocolate. The darker, the better. So enjoy their triple chocolate made with Ghirardelli Pazuki, paired with BJ's Tatanka Stout for a deliciously smooth, sweet treat. But I will pass on the chocolate because chocolate is not that good, and this beer is not that good. <laughs> I think you'd agree, and I'm going to give this beer a one. Dang, a solid one, huh? Solid one. Not good. But I guess you should try it at least once. You need to relax. (laughs) I'm going to do a a 1.5. Maybe too much because we got it in in the Crowler Crowler format, but I mean, this is too similar to like a Guinness but more difficult to get. I'd, I'd go. I'd go with the Guinness. I'd go with the Guinness over this. I, I can taste like the coffee in there. It's not. It's not a lot. So I mean, like, why? Why even? Like, there's other. There's other stouts that have more of a coffee flavor that I would drink over this. Yeah. This is just kind of like whatever's underwhelming. <sighs> oh God, I don't like it. Yeah, one point five for me. Man, if I, I were like to it. drink this at BJ's, though, I would. Um, what would you get? I feel like I would get something with Alfredo. Probably, like I would probably go with the Great White, the pizza, the Alfredo pizza. Yeah. Because I feel like the Alfredo would kind of like counterbalance the the dark chocolatey f- t- 
taste and that coffee taste in this. Huh. I would I would get something really salty. So like, I mean, as much as I don't really care for French fries, I'd probably get French fries, and then a burger, just a burger and fries, just something really really salty. Burgers and fries. Yeah. But I mean, other than that, when I normally go to BJ's, I just get the sourdough chili bowl. Mmm, sourdough. So good. Or maybe some chicken nachos. Also good. Sourdough. It's okay. Same thing. So that's what I get every time. Although I did go to BJ's this last week and I did get a pizza. So. What pizza did you get? Just got a little pepperoni. Personal pepperoni. Did you get no tomatoes or you keep the tomatoes on? Uh, No tomatoes. No, I don't get the tomatoes. I'm not an animal. <laughs> but yeah. That, uh, that's my that's my order, my usual order. Okay, okay, okay. Also a side seal. I forgot to say that too. Okay, anyway, what do you normally get at BJ's? Mini pepperoni, no tomatoes, and I usually start off with chili cheese fries, no sour cream. There you go. Great meal right there. Never get a pizuki. But if I, I don't normally, but when I do, I get a white chocolate macadamia nut pizuki. Boom. Tasty treat. I don't think I've ever ordered a pizuki in my life. Other people have just ordered it, and then I just take like one bite of it, if that even. Because you, sir, are an animal. Uh, I'm not an animal. I'm just like, why would I fill up on salads and desserts when I can just fill up on pizzas? You can fill up on both, Jeff. Yeah, but then if I put salad into my body, that's room that could be used for more pizza. You know salad doesn't take up a lot of room in your body. Yeah, I know. But that's still like three bites of pizza that I'm losing out on because sal- because there's bushes in my fucking body. Okay, anyway, let's move on. Jeff, okay, I mean, why so... Why would you pay for bushes? Because bushes are you delicious. Yeah, you pay extra for bushes. I like bush. Is. Uh, bushes baked beans? Let's, yeah, oh, bushes baked beans are so good. Oh, my God. It's like one of my favorite foods, baked beans. Good stuff. Have you ever had any other baked beans besides Bush's baked beans? Yeah. I don't beans? I don't know. My grandma used to make or she makes baked beans all the time from scratch. How do you even make baked beans? I don't really like baked beans at all, so I don't, I don't eat them. I don't know. You just put it. I don't beans know with sugar? In. Yeah, it's pretty much just beans with sugar. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> it is fucking good. Uh-huh. Oh, it's such a tasty treat. Okay, mm-hmm. anyway, let's move on to our mm-hmm. songs of the week. Uh mm-hmm. I got I brought two songs. Jeff brought one, so I guess I'll go first mm-hmm. with my with my first pick. Mm-hmm. That, does that sound good? Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Well, I went with uh Wishbone Ash and their song uh Vasdis, Vasdis. Have you ever heard of this band before? What is it? The band is called Wishbone Ash. Oh, no, no, no. You you've never heard of this band, right? Never heard of it. It was it was kind of it was kind of interesting because when I was looking or I was listening to it, I was like, "Dang, this sounds like a cool like." I thought you had picked something similar to Greta Van Fleet, where a band is replicating that sound from like the seventies. And I said, "Oh, these guys have like a cool Almond Brothers like sound to them." And so I looked them up, and sure enough, like they're from the seventies. Yeah, they're from way back when. Yeah, and I never heard of them and, until uh, Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins on his Instagram story talking about how he was listening to this album like i'll give it a shot i'm a big corgan fan what he likes i might like so i checked it out and i thought it was fucking great this whole album was really good the album's called pilgrimage but this song that i'm gonna play right now is called uh i think it's just pronounced vastis by wishbone ash 
That's Wishbone Ash in the song Vastis. Man, that's so good. That's I, good. I love that that jazzy drum playing and the that bass line is just so solid. It's just running through it. The guitars are just playing, you know, complimenting the vocals. Everything's doing everybody's kind of doing their own thing, but damn dude, it's so good. I love it. It was very so good. So glad I came across this band. So happy I came across this band. How did you find them again? What was you, like your friend or something? Billy Corgan. Fuck me, you don't listen to anything. I, I was so not listening fine. at all, I guess. Uh, Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins. On his Instagram story, he posted that he was listening to this album and he, like recommended the album. Uh, and I thought, you know, I'm a Corgan fan. Maybe what he likes, I'll like. So I checked it out. I liked it a lot. So <laughs> that's why my other pick is the Smashing Pumpkins because I was recommended by Billy Corgan or this, oh, this band was recommended to me by Billy Corgan. Yes. He texted you and told you to listen to him. He actually did. Yeah. He, he did text me about it. And let's get to your pick. My pick. What do you got? Yeah. What do you, what, what did you bring to the table and why? Um, so we are doing, for our separate episode, our album of the week, albums, EPs of the week, whatever it is, we're doing uh, Simple Creatures. And so I thought to prepare for it, I want to listen to a lot of pop punk this week. That way I can I can maybe go easy on it, go easier on it. Yeah. And so I listened to a ton of pop punk, and I came across this song somehow. And the band's name, I got wrong. So the band's name is actually, it used to be called Pain. Mm-hmm. But now they're called Salvo, and they're that's a weird name. They're a band from Alabama, and the 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 lead vocalist his name is Dan Lord, and at the time in like the early nineties, I think they started in like the like ninety nineteen ninety, but nineteen ninety four is when they started making music. They started making this kind of pop punky, almost ska type music, and it was really it was really catchy. And they actually got um, they worked with Cartoon Network to do songs like Jabberjaw, and that's what this song's called. It's called Jabberjaw Running Underwater. <clears throat> and a couple interesting things about this band that I thought was kind of cool was supposedly there's a story that in 1999 they were playing a concert at some festival with Train, the band Train, the Drops of Jupiter oh, band. That's weird. And they were on a, like a super side stage, like K-Rock's 15th stage. And they had so many people coming out to see Pain at the time that supposedly halfway through pain set because there was there was like a thousand people coming to see pain and nobody was watching train somebody pulled the plug on pain their set halfway through no way yeah so like halfway through i've never set, even heard of this band neither have i until this week what the fuck you probably haven't heard of it too because the lead the, the lead vocalist dan lord actually stopped making music to go become like a like a pastor or a priest or something oh he basically pursued his religious calling and he actually got yeah. like a master's in theology and then actually went and became something to do with the church wow okay but i guess he's still friend zone they still play like reunion shows and they're like a huge huge band in alabama I've never heard of them wow. that's so weird i mean I, I liked what i heard i thought it was really cool pop punk almost like ska music yeah really solid good. yeah so i'm gonna play a little bit of this song uh wait what's it called again Jabberjaw running underwater. Jabberjaw. Jibberjabba. Running underwater by pain. Yeah, my friends get no respect. What does Scooby do that we neglect? We be putting all our frozen chairs. 
special underwater mic Who's gonna save the world? Who's gonna save the days? When they have crackers stealing ear eels with the Who's gonna talk like girls and curly ears in here? Who's gonna chase down films and then turn around and run in fear? You know who I'm talking about is fat and short no brains and I need not be That's pain in the song Jabberjaw running underwater. Jibba-jabba. I thought this. I thought this song, and then subsequently this band. I thought they were so amazing. I thought this. I thought the song was fantastic too. I thought it was so good. It was. I love the the way. I like the trumpet because it's not. It's not like your conventional ska like uh, songwriting. It's very. It's much higher than normal ska music, and I don't know. Just it was just so different. I don't know. I liked it a lot. I think that's why they, because they the band themselves have denied that they are an actual ska band, and I think it's important because just because you have like horn section in your music does not automatically make you a ska band, and so I think that when when you hear music like this, it's this like this song in particular treads so fine on that just that fence where they could be considered ska or they could be considered pop punk, but the horns kind of just. They're like a lead guitar almost, kind of in the background. They're not a member of the band quite yet in the song. It's just they're like an accent. Okay. Do do the other songs have uh horns in them? Yeah. Not all, just not all the songs, okay. but yeah, a lot of the music does. But most of them. And I like the um I, I don't know, I don't know if it's a female, but the what I what it sounds like a female vocalist in the song, I like a lot because she's not like a great singer. She's just like a normal person that's just normal singing. gal yeah a normal gal a normal person that's just kind of like similar to like the bomb pops yeah it's not like and the bomb pops are so good too not like fantastic Fuck, man, so singing good. it's just like good good yeah. wholesome entertainment it's good it's good for the style of music that they're playing you know it's not like celine dion trying to sing uh, a punk song or like the whisper can you imagine bullshit. how bad that would be oh yeah or like yeah like billy eilish or lord mm. yeah especially billy eilish oh my god dude her whisper vocals uh i like that one song but damn dude it gets old real quick so the, the guy too dan lord he is now he is currently the director of religious education and evangelization at the <laughs> cathedral of saint john the baptist baptist wow what a title what a title so they're so he's catholic apparently yeah well no no because if he's a pastor, he's not Catholic. Well, I, I, I mean, I don't know my nomenclature. No, for he's that. well, evangelicals. It, that's Christian. It's not Catholic. Well, Saint John the Baptist. That's that's definitely Roman Catholic. Well, the saints are, yeah, but but him being an evangelical pastor, that's not that's not Catholic because in Catholicism, you're either a priest or a deacon or like a bishop or some shit like that. There's no pastor in uh, Catholicism. Well, I don't know what evangelization means. Well, that that's a, well evangelical. Wait, is that this, the right term? But I think I think those two terms are similar but different. Even ev- evangelization is almost like a. It's like, like it a sound, almost sounds like a 
it almost sounds like a brainwashing term. That word evangelization sounds similar to something like like when you try to Christianize somebody, right? Like yeah. it's it's like a it's like a I don't know something you're trying to do to somebody else. Yeah, it, it has very negative that. connotations. It's gross. I want to be evangelized. Evangelized. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking say the word. <laughs> Anything over three syllables is I'm out. Done. That's that. That's your first lesson is properly pronouncing the word. <laughs> but um, <laughs> oh, Poway. That's a tough one for me. Now, uh, where are we going? Where are we at now? Where are we at now, Jeff? What, what do we got? We're at um. You're, you're We're at my final you're pick. Trying to get me into this. I'm trying so. Well, not, I'm not trying so hard, but I'm trying. I'm trying to slip Smashing pumpkin stuff into into the pod, hoping that Jeff will at some point get into the Smashing Pumpkins. So um, my pick is the Smashing Pumpkins song, An Ode to No One. Uh, This is one of my favorite songs from this record, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. Um, I I think it's a great song. I think the drumming, and I think Jimmy Chamberlain, the drummer, is such an underrated guy and such an underrated drummer. And he adds way more to the band than I think a lot of people give him credit for. So I'm going to play a bit of the song, An Ode to No One by the Smashing Pumpkins. Disconnect. 
that's an ode to no one by the Smashing Pumpkins. And uh, that buildup in that song, fuck, man, it's so good. And the, oh, I love the drums. I love everything about that song. The guitar is, I, it's so good. I don't care what you what you say or think, <laughs> Jeff. If it's negative, yeah. I don't care because it's not going to change my opinion on oh, that. Excuse me, then. But what did you think? I I, I am genuinely curious. Oh, now you now you want to know. I'm curious, but well, it's not going to sway. You don't care, but. Well, I'm, I'm okay. I'm curious to know. I guess. I guess I do care a little bit. I lied. I'm a big fat liar. Mm-hmm. So what do you got? <clears throat> Here's what I think. So my biggest problem with Smashing Pumpkins is I just don't like Billy's vocals. I I, mm-hmm. I find them irritating. And so with this song, I really can get behind the music. I think the music is fantastic, and I think it's really good. And his vocals but, aren't that bad. They're not. Oof. This specific song is not that bad, as compared to like the hits, which is really only I. The only songs that I really know by Smashing Pumpkins are their biggest songs that they've done, in which like all of them, his vocals are super fucking annoying. Those are like their worst songs too. Honestly, they are. <laughs> for like nineteen seventy nine, because I still think that that song is an absolute banger. But other than, other than that, their their hits are like Tonight Tonight and that kind of stuff. They're just not that good. I mean, they're good, but they're not as good as the other stuff. Yeah, they're not that good. But this song was good, and and this song kind of gives me the the impression that Billy can tone it down on the annoyance factor. I mean, that's that's probably why a lot of people also don't like Tom DeLonge in his earlier days, just because he, well, foreshadowing there, just because his vocals are yeah. are are different. It's it's his personal style, and you either you can kind of like like it or deal with it or. You fucking hate it, but it, but it's also like when it, when you compare it to Blink like that, it's like saying you've only heard all the small things, first date, rock show, and what's my age again? You know, like um, the majority of the people who who have ever heard of Blink have only heard one of those four songs. True, or maybe like I miss you, but you know they haven't they haven't like delved deep and got into like their amazing stuff in like in you know not now, Asthenia, or throwing it back to like um or uh, like uh, online songs. Or whatever, you know? I mean, it's still There's a so good... gold in there. It's... Just knowing the hits is still a good indicator of whether or not... Not all the time, but whether or not you're going to like the band. Like, if you if you hate all of these hits, there's a good chance that you're not going to like the band. That's not always the case. But it's, you know, it's it's probable. It's I'd possible. I'd bet money in Vegas... Well, one day we're going to do a Smashing Pumpkins album on the pod. I don't know what album we're going to do. I haven't decided. Uh, and we haven't even decided on when we're going to do it. But it will happen at some point in the future. But anyway, Jeff, uh, we should just get right into uh, some new music and go from there. Does it sound good? So let's just get into some new music because um, I'm sure we'll get into Smashing Pumpkins at some other point on the pod in the coming months. Correct. And uh, so some new albums that have come out this week from two bands that I really like, and Jeff, I know, likes one of them. Uh, Jimmy World. They put out their new song, Surviving, uh, this last week. Uh, I listened to it. It's a pretty solid Jimmy World record. It's good. It's just straight good. Nothing like amazing like Clarity or Bleed American, but it's good. It's solid. It's what you'd expect from the band. And I like that. I like that in a band when they could just put out solid music. Uh, did you listen to it at all? I did, and 
it was funny because we had kind of talked about another podcast starting up where they're doing like the format of one Jimmy rolled song a week and kind of mm-hmm. diving into that one song, but mostly just banter. banter. So I, when I listened to this album, I, I just thought, you know what, man? Like, I besides Clarity and Bleed American, I just, I don't really like Jimmy Eat World. <laughs> Wait, did you go back and listen to their entire discography? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, no, okay. No, no. I actually, I only listened to this one in um, uh, fucking what I paint up futures. Oh yeah, futures. The yeah, one after Bleed for American, s- yeah. For some, because I know I like Clarity. That's never going to change, probably. Yeah. I know I like Bleed American. That's a super accessible Jimmy Eat World album. And so I was like, I wonder if I'll still like Futures and, and like Pain and stuff. And I listened to it. And I was like, yeah, it's cool, I guess. It's all right. <laughs> like it's 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 solid like B material. Solid B material. Wow. Okay. But dude, Jimmy Rule's like not. They're okay. I like how consistent they are, though. They're consistently I mean, I love that. fine. You, I do love you, it though. Do you want to be fine? But they I'm, have like a fine. rabid. But yeah, they have I, a rabid fan base. That's the thing, and I think that's fantastic. Because they're they from have a rabid Arizona, fan base. And no one else is no. from Arizona, so every every single person <laughs> in Arizona's got. I live here now. I see it. Every single car see I see nothing. has a Jimmy Rolled sticker on it. Well, debatable. Just I haven't seen one. But they, but, but honestly, yeah, no, they have a really solid rabid fan base, and for a band who makes consistently like the same style of music, that's impressive. That's cool. That's awesome. I love that. Like, not every band has to, like, do all this crazy, weird, experimental shit. And, I mean, we're going to get more into that later on the actual album of that, uh, the album of the week on the other episode. But, I mean, yeah, I, I think Jimmy Eat World are solid, solid, solid band. They're they're fine. They're, they're, I would love to see Jimmy Eat World, unless you were doing a specific Clarity or Bleed American, I, I would love to see them as, like, an opener. One. Love it. <laughs> The only time I saw them was an op- was as an opener. Me too. <laughs> uh, on the Pop Disaster tour when they opened up for uh, Green Day and Blink One Eighty Two in two thousand two. I I didn't see him on that tour, but I did see him open for Green Day, and Jim Atkins was very bitter about it. He <laughs> was the same way with the the Blink and Green Day show. That, that's what I'm saying. It's like, dude, if you want to be bigger, then get better. But they are good. That's the thing. They're okay. They are good. They're I. Well, anyway, the the Jimmy Eat Pod, that's the name of the Jimmy Eat World podcast that Jeff was referencing a couple minutes ago. They put out their first episode this week uh, for the Jimmy Eat World song called Opener. Had you heard of that song prior? The the song Opener? Yeah, I've never heard of it. And I look back and it's like like on the the singles album. Like that was was released after or like right after Bleed American. But it's like an old song. Like it doesn't. I don't know. I I never heard of it, but I listened to it, and it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good Jimmy World song. But yeah, the the podcast Jimmy Pod. If you're interested in that, go check it out. It's they just put out their first episode, and comparing it to like Blink One Fifty Five, this podcast is like way more about the song and less about the banter. Oh, so if you're kind of into that, I'm definitely it's more, more into that. Yeah, it's definitely like, oh, this is how the song was structured. This is how the song was. You know, these are the kind of like this is kind of how they play these songs and. You know, there's not nearly as much banter on this Jimmy World podcast, which is cool too. It's a nice change from the Blink One Fifty Five guys that we, that Jeff and I listen to. I don't listen to them. <laughs> you I used to listen to them. I used to. Li- I you used to. I try to force feed myself to listen to them. You know, it'd be a really cool Wait. band to do, kind of like that. Let's do it. That style of podcast. Before you even say, it, let's do it. Would be rage. Let's do it. 
If it's not already there, let's do it. Like that would be a cool that would be a cool group to do it for. Do you want to do it? I mean, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> rage, rage against the pod. I don't know. Ooh, it's so good, so cheesy, so good though. <laughs> or 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 pot against the machine. <laughs> I don't know. It's, <laughs> both are so bad. <laughs> They're both so bad. But I'm so down to do either one of right. those. <laughs> or rage against pod machine. <laughs> Rage against the pod machine. Rage pod the machine. <laughs> it's out of control. Oh, fuck. Now I'm going to think about this. I'm going to think about this all day. Like, should we actually do this? That would, no, that would be a really cool, that would be a really cool group because there are. There, if it doesn't already exist. Yeah. I don't know. But but they're not, they're not set in like a decade or an era, kind of like Blink and Jimmy World are, but Rage... They're their own genre, essentially. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're their, their stuff still holds just as true today as it did when they made the music. Mm-hmm. Let's do it, man. And there's a I'm lot down. more history and a lot more things to dissect with Rage than there are Jew and 182. Yep. So Rage Against the Pod or Pod Against the Machine or Rage Pod Against the Machine. I don't know. <laughs> we'll We'll figure it out. Ugh. Rage Against the Pod Machine. That was the other one, right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, so go check out uh, the new Jimmy World album. That's what this all stemmed from. Uh, so go check it out. Also, another band put out a new record this week. Uh, not as refused. They put out their new album called War Music. I listened to it. It sounds like what you'd expect from Refused nowadays. It sounds nothing really like their '90s stuff, because you know they're not in their early 20s anymore. They're older guys now so it's still solid though it's still solid solid stuff i don't think you listen to it right no i didn't like any of the songs that we played and you, yeah. you've always said that refuse is like this cool band and i should get into them and so i figured i probably should not listen to this one if yeah, i was if gonna get into refuse exactly you got to listen to their 90 their stuff before they broke up but this new stuff is still good anyway so let's move on um some new music some new songs that have come out this week raced fist a band that jeff and i have praised over the years they put out a new song called Into This World. I didn't really care for it. It's not really, to me, it's, I just, I want fast, like, angry music. And I don't feel this is very fast so or that angry. I, I was, I thought that, because I listened to the song several times. And the first time I heard it, I was like, this, this is dumb. His voice is terrible. And it's really like, uh, blah, 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 like just, I don't know, it sounds awful. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, like, what if, what if, they, like, what if this is the raised fist? Like, take out everything that we've heard prior to this, every amazing fast stuff stuff they've done and like what if what if this is the only thing we've heard and it would be it would be okay it would be decent Mm -hmm. like this is not bad and so if this is like the direction they're going in and this is going to be the new raised fist i'm not upset about it their last album was like this the one that came out i think in 2015 was very reminiscent of this song so they they've really slowed it down and and kind of changed their style a little bit it's still heavy though it's still heavy yeah but it's not like it's It's not not aggressive it's not brutal, like brutally aggressive, like their older music was. But I think it was, I think it was fine. It was, it was cool. It was good. It was good. It's just like I think, like you said, if if you hadn't heard anything prior, if you hadn't heard, you know, was ignoring the guidelines. If you hadn't heard that album, like then yeah, the song would be much better. But that album is like fucking amazing. But anyway, moving on. Um, another new song, Katy Perry put out her new song called Harley's in Hawaii. 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 Uh, I'm not going to play it because I don't want to cease and desist. And that, 
that dumbass will fucking her management or her stupid record label will send us a cease and desist. So I won't be doing that. You shouldn't play it anyway because it is absolutely awful. It's not that bad. It's awful. It's one of the worst songs I've ever heard. It, this song is worse than every <laughs> song on Simple Creatures. It's every one of the worst song. songs you've ever heard. This is one of the That's worst songs I've ever statement. heard. It's so bad. That's a really bold statement. The song is awful. It's terrible. And I like Katy Perry. She makes good music. I hey, I like her too. I and mean, she's fun. Like everything about Katy Perry. She's she's like she's just a fun person. But this music, yeah. this, this song is terrible. Nah, it's okay. No, it's, it's okay. You, you, you're, it's okay. You're, you're blinded. You're blinded by your, by your infatuation with Katy Perry. What? What infatuation? I speak facts, homie. Forget about truth. I speak facts. <laughs> I didn't make well, any anyway. sense anyway. Yeah, it made no sense. Uh, the band Fake Figures. They put out a new song called "You're Distant." Uh, if you don't know, this band features the guitarist uh, Travis from um, Atreyu in the band. My my friend Heather used to be in this band too. But she's not on. She's no longer on, in the band. I don't know why, but she isn't. Uh, so she's not featured on this song. But I still think this song's pretty rad. So I'm just gonna play a little bit of it because Jeff Jeff is just gonna have to deal with it because I have control. So here is the new fake figure song. You're distant. All right, there it is, Fake Figures and the song You're Distant. This is the kind of band that I feel like, man, if they had come out like in 2003 to like 2006, they would have been huge. They just came out a little bit too late, and it really sucks because I think they're a really good band. It's a shame. Yeah, definitely good. Um, do you know who who's a singer from Fake Figures? Is it because they're from... Atreyu, they're all from Hotwire yeah. and Scars of Tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know what band he sang in. I know Heather, she was in Nightfall and back in this is like back in high school. She was in Nightfall and I forgot the other band. But um, but anyway, yeah, I don't know. What, I forgot what band he sang in. Because this, uh, I really the, don't remember the, the singing in this. Like heavily remind me of Hotwire 
And I only know Hotwire because at some concert I was given like an like a demo CD or something like that that had um, a couple songs and I thought they were really good. And then I went and listened to them. I think they only have like one album too, but the singing definitely reminds me and sounds like Hotwire, which I love. I think it's so good. It might. So I he think, might have been. I think it might be the singer that. that's the guy from Hotwire. Let me check. But that's cool. Like these, like fake figures again is is like this. It's basically like an Orange County super group, right? Yeah, Even they I really are. Don't know where Hotwire is from, so I, I assume it's from California. I think they're. I think they're all from SoCal. I mean, I think most of the most of the band went to our high school. Because I know Heather went to our high school. I know Travis from Atreyu went to our high school. Uh, I think Bob, the bass player, did as well. I don't know about the other two. Oh yeah, the drummer did because he's really good. He's like best friends with Heather. So I mean, I think most of them went to our high school. And I mean, Scars of Tomorrow. That's that's Rudy's brother, right? Yeah, Rudy's brother. I think what did he, he sang in that band, right? Uh, I don't know. He probably played guitar. I'm assuming. Did. I mean, that's did he? I don't know. Well, because Rudy sang, and he was a terrible singer. So I assume that <laughs> I shouldn't say he was a terrible singer. I sh- I don't know how he sang because he just never sang. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that's great. Okay, yeah. So the 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 lead singer in Hotwire is also the lead singer in fake figures. There you go. So there you have it. Yeah. Jeff figured it out. So if you like that singing in, in fake figures, also check out Hotwire's album, The Routine, which is from the early two thousands. Yeah, I've actually never heard the band I mean I've heard of the band but never their music. They have a song called I've Invisible o- that's really fucking good. Hmm. Yeah, I'll look into that. I always thought I always thought he uh he sounded a lot like the singer from Every Time I Die too. Yeah, just never sings. Yeah, it's more just the screaming yeah. part of it. But definitely similar. Yeah. But that's cool, like an OC supergroup. Yeah, they were cool. They're a really cool band, and, you know, just go support local music and support good music because yeah. it's really struggling. So, And they're really good, and they all deserve it because they're all good musicians and good people. Met them all. They're all really nice people. Um, let's move on. Uh, Marilyn Manson put out a new song this week called God's Gonna Cut You Down. It was not what I was expecting, but I still kind of liked it. I thought it was pretty good. It was like a country tune, almost. Like a country kind of really depressing tune. Okay. I thought that was cool. It was, you didn't think so? It was all right. I'm not going to play it, but um, we'll just move on. The uh, The original drummer from Black Sabbath, Bill Ward, he has a new band. They're called uh, Day of Errors, and they just put out a new song. This Or actually today, I think, or yesterday. No, it was today. Yeah, they put out a new song called Dark. Uh, I think it's really good. It's very like kind of sludge metal and just very kind of slow, very Sabbath sounding, but in a more modern way, minus the vocals, but like the guitar and especially the drums, very, very original Black Sabbath. And I thought it, I thought it was solid, solid, solid stuff. That's so weird because on, on the way home from BJ's, I noticed that this was in the notes. And so I played it on my way home. And my first thought was like, dang, like this is kind of, interesting that these guys are trying to replicate like this sabbath sound and then come to find out sure that it's enough. basically just black sabbath but i don't i thought it was kind of boring well it's just one guy from sabbath see i i, I think if you're not into this style of music you're not gonna like it like there, there's this one band called um they're called earth and they're, they're they've been around for like 10 years now but they're very much like this style like kind of very slow like just super super heavy stuff and i've been getting more into that that genre it's called like sludge metal 
but I've been really getting into that recently. It's pretty interesting. It's a pretty cool genre. Just, just kind of hang out and chill, and it's good stuff. Hang out and chill. Earth and chill, baby. Earth and chill, baby. I think Earth. I, uh, I've heard of Earth though. Earth, Earth has been around for a while. Wait, wait, wait. Was Earth? Was Earth the original Black Sabbath band? No. Wait, what's? This? No. Earth has been around since like the early nineties. Maybe the well, maybe the band I'm fuck man no the band is Earth. Earth. Let me check on like Will Smith Earth. 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 Oh, while you, while you're Earth. while you're checking that, it, it is it is good to know that last night I was going to watch a scary movie, but I instead watched Men in Black <laughs> because I didn't feel like having nightmares, so I watched Men in Black, which is kind of like in the Welcome middle because when I was watching it, I remember when I saw it in theaters, my sister. She got scared, and we had to leave the theater. <sighs> okay, so the band Earth, yeah, they've been around for a while. They they put out their first record in '93, or maybe a little bit earlier than that. But yeah, I've been getting into them a lot lately. They're a really good band. Um, so yeah, go check them out too. Um, anyway, the last the last new song here is from uh, Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders. If you don't know who Taylor Hawkins is, he is the drummer for the Foo Fighters. And some might say his solo band is better than the Foo Fighters. Oh, for sure. It, this is definitely better than the <laughs> Foo Fighters. There's there's so much in this one song here that, like, there's, I don't know, it, it, it stops and goes, and there's weird pacing at times, and there's silences, and I don't, I don't like this song, and I hate it, but I'm so intrigued by it. I'm so interested, and it's, I, I, I don't know. There's something about it that just... I listened to the song like ten times. Jesus Christ! Okay, well, the is song all his music called, like this. Most of it is like this, yeah. This is good because I remember I got I got his first record when I I was working at Tower Records and we used to get like promo CDs like months before the record came out, and I got I got the first Taylor Hawkins record and I saw his name and I'm like, what the fuck? What's this? So I, I put it in the the CD the CD player at Tower Records and I was playing it and I'm like just blown away. It's just it's so fucking good. He plays all the instruments on the record and he sings. He's he's great. He's he's a a great musician. But uh here's the song uh what's it called? Cross uh Cross the Line by uh Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders. Talk about what's bugging you It's been a long time coming Not sure what we're gonna do You let that little ego get the best of you
there's Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders. Uh, if anybody else is interested in the band, they're putting out their new album, Get the Money, on November 8th. So check that out. And that song that you just heard is called Crossed the Line. It's so good. I I mean, honestly, what he does, I, I do agree with you in some, some cases that his music is better than some of the Foo Fighters' music. Not all of it, but some of it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Foo Fighters have some amazing songs that are iconic and I'll, I'll probably love forever. It's just... When like Dave Grohl puts out music like Probot, and then Taylor Hawkins puts out music like this, you just think like, what, what the? F- how did the Foo yeah. Fighters put out bullshit vanilla music? How is that possible? <laughs> it is kind of surprising, but I mean, I, I mean that's what makes the money, you know. That kind of music is what sells. But you never think that Dave Grohl is vanilla. like that. I know, but he is, and he was in fucking clearly. Nirvana. Like, what are you doing? And look what he did with Queens of the Stone Age. What you know, are you on, doing? He's the couple of Queens of the Stone Age records he did. I mean, he's amazing on those records. It looks like Taylor yeah. Hawkins' new LP is going to be. It's going to have a bunch of people in it, though. Like guest stars, I guess. Like Dave. Um, I, I just googled another article, and it says Dave Grohl, Duff, from um, Guns and Roses. Yeah, Guns and Roses. Fucking uh, Joe Walsh, Roger Taylor from Queen. Okay. And Leanne Rhymes. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting guest. It's like I'm huh. I'm definitely interested in, in this upcoming LP and I'm also interested in his music in general. Well, I've only honestly I've only ever listened to his first record and I think that record is really, really good, but I've never listened to anything after that. Um but yeah, I think everybody should go listen to his music. I, I it's solid, solid stuff. I, I really have nothing bad to say about it. Good. It kind of makes me dislike, um, fuck, dude. I can't. It's like eight and a half percent. I've been eating today, so we're we're this is what we're doing. It makes me hate Foo Fighters even more because that there's so much talent behind the Foo Fighters that's just wasted. Yeah, I mean, think about the okay. Think about this: the Foo Fighters. They have Dave Grohl, who was in Nirvana. You know all that shit. Taylor Hawkins, who you just heard. Uh, they have I forgot the bass player's name, but he was the bass player and like founding member of Sunny Day Real Estate, one of like the most popular emo bands of all time. Oh, and then whoa, whoa, and then whoa, whoa. they are. I mean, they're they're whoa. they're like highly influential. You talk to any emo band whoa. for like '90s emo, I should say whoa. '90s emo, and then you have Pat Smear from the Germs and Nirvana as well. It's like you have this this clusterfuck of of talent and names, but then you get the Foo Fighters. It's it's so weird to me. It is very weird. Oh, and then Chris Shiflett too. Like he's a sick guitar player. So I just I don't know, I don't get it. I don't get it either. But, I waste it. I still like the Foo I still like the Foo Fighters, but yeah, they it seems like they could do way better than they already do. You like the Foo Fighters because you feel you have to. That's why. No, I I like I like a lot of their music. I don't like all of it. I like a lot of it, but not all a of lot, it. A lot meaning more than fifty percent of their music? A little bit more than fifty percent, yeah. Ooh, okay, I'll give you that. A little bit more. I'm, I'm glad it's not some like 80% number then. No, it's not even like less than 70, more than 50. It's like 50, Let's just 51? Say Let's just go with 53. Ooh, okay, all right. Because I'll get behind why it. Why the fuck not? I'll get you know? behind it. Why the fuck not? I'll get behind it. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, that, that's it for new music this week. Let's just get into some quick music news, what's been going on in the music world. Um, 
we were speaking of Atreyu a little while ago. Uh, they they decided to do this kind of cool little thing. I don't know if anybody out there listening remembers uh, the the TV channel VH1 used to do this this like hour long segment called pop up videos. So they would play music videos of the time, and like they would put up like little facts that would pop up all over the video, and it was a fun little thing. So now Atreyu are doing that with their own music videos. They're going back and doing their own pop up video talking about or like little things popping up, telling you about what happened in the video, and it's a fun little thing you know yeah, i that's thought it was way cool. cool that's awesome yeah that's something every band should do yeah i thought it was it's a really cool idea they've only done two of their videos and i hope they they do all of their videos it's a cool idea and i didn't know this but this the they did a pop-up video for their song right side of the bed and i didn't know this but there's two there's twin girls in the in the video and they're actually the bella twins the ones who uh like the wwe bella twins the really famous ones Apparently they were friends with the band back in the day and they were in that music video back in 2004 I think the video came out. Dang. So this is like way before they became they blew up and were famous. That would have been good to know when we did we do that album? Yeah, we did the curse. The curse. Kiss. Yeah. Yeah. Also moving on to the band Toto. They uh, they announced this week that they're done. They're they're over with. They're no they're no longer a band. So if you miss so if you haven't seen Toto yet You've missed out because you'll never see them again. You had 45-something <laughs> years or 40-something years to go see them, and you blew it. Does anybody so, fucking care, though? Does anybody care? <laughs> Does Toto I mean, even care? I, apparently not. They don't care because that's why they're stopping. Nobody cares. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, I never liked the show. <laughs> I I honestly never cared for Hearing it. Hearing you say those words was, was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently there there's a musical that's going to be touring the United States. I really don't know anything about it. I just know that I went to go see how much tickets were and I can never find how much they were cuz everything was like a dead link. So do you Yeah. Do you not just, like SpongeBob just like you haven't watched enough of it? Like you've seen like two episodes watched, and you didn't like it? I've watched a lot of episodes. I don't think it's funny. I don't like the characters really. I just don't just don't care. And it just seems weird. Like, why why do a musical when, like, the creator's dead? He died a couple years ago. It's just like, why are you doing this? Well. Like, do you need that? Does do, does Viacom or Nickelodeon need that much more money? Like, so they have to put out a musical like this? Well, they got a pretty a pretty strong backing of songs from, from artists such as The Plain White Tees, Panic at the Disco, Joe Perry and Steven Tyler from Aerosmith, Cindy Lauper, They Might Be Giants, John Legend, and then oddly enough, T.I. <laughs> like, didn't he go to jail for for like a weapons charge at some point? Yeah, something something like that. So that's what weird. a shit show of a, a musical. Like I have less than zero interest in this. I'm interested. Like in this. I, I, I would I, I would I would boycott like it. I would I would boycott it if I could. The show is funny. It's funny, funny, funny. Although I, I am I, I am really a little I am a little skewed because. Children like pretty much like all, all children like the same type of shows for certain ages. But SpongeBob is a show that all kids like from the age of like three to 30. Right. And so, no, what, no I'm telling you, that's that's the fact. That's facts. And so it's when you facts. when you have kids that are three years old and they're watching shows like My Little Pony or Paw Patrol or. Uh, bubble guppies all these stupid fucking shows 
and then you go into five years old and they, they like the shows just get more and more dumb until they hit about like eight or nine and then they they start to like like good show like old show like Ren and Stimpy they start to appreciate those but Spongebob is a show that they like for all ages and so as a parent watching these having to sit through these fucking shows I'll take Spongebob over any of those bullshit shows I just mentioned every day of the week mm. 100% doesn't make it good just means you can tolerate it better than others no that makes it good Tyler no it doesn't that makes it, it good it just means you, you I no, like you the show you pretty much just said I think it's you tolerate funny. it I laugh no. I giggle nah, I cry it's good. I, I, I've heard you when you watch it and you don't laugh. <laughs> That's the truth. Uh, moving on to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, they put out their list of nominees. and You know who's not going to get in this year, right? Judas Priest is not going to get in because they've been trying to get in for like 10 years. Uh, let me see the rest of the MC5 the is not going to get in this year. No, yeah, they're definitely not going to get in even though they deserve it. I think it's going to be, so this is the list. It's uh, Motorhead, Judas Priest, MC5, Notorious B.I.G., Whitney Houston, Soundgarden, T-Rex, Dave Matthews Band, Thin Lizzy, The Doobie Brothers, Pat Benatar, Nine Inch Nails, Kraftwerk, Depeche Mode, Rufus with Shaka Khan, and Todd Rundgren. Uh, yeah. So Soundgarden's a shoe in, right? Yeah, they're going to be in because Chris Cornell's dead. Uh, Whitney Houston's going to get Whitney in. Whitney Houston's going to get in. Notorious B.I.G.'s going to get in. Uh, and I would say Pat Benatar and Nine Inch Nails. Those are my my guesses. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. Even though I think Motorhead, Judas Priest, MC5... And then Lizzie should all be in there already, but they're not. But uh, but yeah, and also related to this, uh, it was announced that when Motorhead was announced as a nominee, the only band members that were going to be inducted were going to be the classic lineup. So Lemmy and fans, like there was a huge backlash with fans saying like, they yeah, they might be the classic lineup, but the band from like 1990 until Lemmy died was Lemmy. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Not Phil Campbell's the new, the last guitar player and Mickey D was the last drummer uh, that they deserve to be in the um, nominated. So then the hall of fame, like, you know, stepped back and they said, okay, we're going to add these other two guys as, you know, nominees as well. So they can be inducted as well simply by fan backlash, which was, I thought was really cool. Because they deserve it just as much as the classic lineup does, if that makes any sense. Because I kind of stumbled through that, but that's fine. I mean, they're, they're still not going to get in, but yeah, I don't think Motorhead are going to get in either. But if they do, I think that's cool that you know the fans rose up and said, you know, fuck the Hall of Fame. I mean, it's 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 true because the the, the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is just a joke. It's fucking bogus bullshit and. To be inducted into something is is so silly and so stupid and so subjective that it really, it really means nothing. And th- like, there's no difference between this and like one of the or Kylie Jenner, like just an influencer, right? They they have no power yeah. over anything. They just have this yeah, this true. made up power that they assert onto other people and say, hey, we have this Hall of Fame that we're going to start inducting people into, and for some reason we follow it. Yeah, I know. It's I don't understand. It's absolutely insane. 
But then we're talking about it and fighting about it right now, so that gives it we're some sort of validity. People hate it so much, <laughs> and it's it, it like it shows you how big of a joke it is because MC5 still is not in there, and I, I think know. the only way they're even going to have a chance is if Wayne Kramer dies, or when I, honestly you might dies. yeah when he dies. I yeah. should know if because you never know. Well, that's true. Yeah, you don't know if he's going to. That's a good point. You never know. But yeah, that's that's the only way I see them getting in. The I'm more horrific the death, nails. Then the better, I guess. The big, the big surprises were to me were Dave Matthews Band and uh, Nine Inch Nails being on this list. Dave Matthews Band was more of an image than it was the music. Cause I think, like the white frat boy thing, yeah, was more of like an image because their music fucking garbage. It's so Straight bad. Up. It's so bad. I don't even care. Like Hooting the Blowfish, I'll take every day of the week over Dave Matthews Band. It is mm. garbage, garbage, garbage. I don't know about that. Oh, I want to be with you. Oh, call me a fool. It's good stuff. It's awful. It's awful. Dave Matthews Band is absolute garbage. Yeah, they're bad. They're really bad. So let's get into this last piece here, and then we'll we'll let you guys go from listening on listening to the pod. Um, Bleak 182. Of course, we had to talk about them. Sure. They did this. They did this interview with a French radio station. I think last week or this week, whenever it was, and they played two songs acoustically. So it was just Mark and Mark and Matt. Uh, they played Dark Side and they played All the Small Things. Makes no sense because Tom's not there to sing All the Small Things acoustically. It was just really weird. It was a really awkward interview. Um, it was a 15 minute interview with the two songs. Matt didn't start talking until the 12 and a half minute mark. Way late. And at that point, what he was saying, Mark looked like very nervous and he looked really uncomfortable about what he was saying because he started talking about like... Because he speaks like he's like 20 years old. He's straight up like, oh, yeah. the world is going to end soon in 200 yeah, years. Like, the world's going to end in tw- in 200 years and there are kids in cages. And it's like, okay, dude. It's like, this is not everybody, the platform for that. Relax. Yeah, it's just like, like he's at the the dude's asking you about mu- your guys' music, and you're bringing up this stuff. It's like there's a time and place for that, and it was just really it was really uncomfortable. And Mark looked like he wanted to shoot himself in the face, and Matt Skiba looks like he's about to drop dead. Like he looks like shit. Yeah, like and he, he wore glasses the whole time too. Indoors, yeah, he's sunglasses. And like I was telling Jeff, uh, like if you look at pictures of him when he joined the band to now, it, he doesn't even look like the same person. Like he looks like. I don't know what he's doing or what he's on or yeah, he, he looks really bad and I feel bad for the guy. Cause I mean, I don't know. Like why, why is he in blink? Like it's all, it's the money. That's what it comes down to. I it's mean, sad. this interview was, was, was kind of like doomed before it even began because the host or the moderator of the interview was also the translator. Cause it was in French. And mm-hmm. so his thick French accent when he's speaking in English was difficult to follow because he was constantly translating almost as Mark was talking, he was translating. And then like mid sentence, it seemed he would, he would go to English and then ask Mark a question. And you could tell Mark was like, wait, he just asked me a question. Okay. He did. What was the question? Okay. Here's all the response. So there's a lot of awkward silences. So I think it was a very, it was just a very dumb way to, to conduct like an interview on them they should have had a separate translator i agree it was it was a shit show and then they played they played dark side acoustically they couldn't even get through it like they 
especially Matt kept fucking up his parts. It's like a song that he wrote and he couldn't play the parts right. He he couldn't like he forgot where to transition into like the chorus and dude it was a mess. And even Mark like was looking over at him like what are you doing? It it was it was a disaster and this band this band is like on the verge of imploding. Like they're they're done. And we'll definitely get more into it later on. But yeah, this was yeah, this was sad. Mess. It was, yeah. It, it, it's, yeah like, it's sad like to see like like in, like somebody you've you've. I don't want to say look up to because I don't think I've ever looked up to them, but somebody that who's who's produced a product that has been with me personally through so many decades of my life, and I look at this guy and I'm just like, wow, dude, you're awful. Yeah. It's, wow. It's uh, it sucks, man. It really does. But we're we're gonna get more into um into uh, like blink related topics on the main episode on the album of the week, but uh, might as well just finish this one up. Sound good? Finish it up, baby. Okay, so yeah, like I said, go listen to the main episode as well if you've gotten this far the album of the week, because we get into the simple creatures, uh, both of their EPs. But while you're listening to that, go onto iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Send us an email, asinineradio at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening. Go listen to the Album of the Week episode. And I keep burping. I got burps too. Burps my gurps. Burps my gurps. So thank you for listening. And uh, David Jaffe. David Jaffe.